Okay. Let us learn Rapinkus. Tifara Shimshan Parshas Taldos. Pasuk says, Vayhi Esav, Ish Yodea Tzayed, Ish Sadeh. Esav and Yaakov, when they became Bar Mitzvah, they emerged each with their own uniqueness. Esav was a man who knew how to hunt, a man of the field. Yaakov was an Ishtam. He was a, uh, a very um, pure person. Yeshev Eholem, who sat in the tents. Yadu'a l'kulanu ha'hevdel v'hape'ar ha'atzum sh'yesh b'en shnei ha'achem Yaakov ve'esav. We know that Yaakov and Esav were two diametrically opposite people. Esav, Semel, Hatuma, Varesha. Esav is a symbol of Toma and, and Rishas. When you want to speak about an individual who is a Tame, an individual that is a Rasha, Esav is like on the top of the list. Chamesh Averis Avar Esai Rasha Baisayim. That day, when he sold his Bechaira, Chazal Sein Bavavasra, that he did terrible, five terrible sins on that day. Ubechlalon, and included in them a Ritzicha, Ukfira, murder, being Kaifer Biker, Kal Oimek Harasha. The entire depth that a Russia would have to do to be a Russia was done by Esav. Ulumasa Yaakov, and on the other side of the spectrum stands Yaakov Bechir Shebaabes, who is known as the most select, the choicest of Abes. Semel HaKedusha Vatara Umerkava Lakol Hatavis Kulam. He is the epitome, he is the very symbol of holiness, purity, and he is the uh, chariot, the vehicle of all good in the world. So we have, we have a, uh, a basic. Uh, I remember in, in literature class, we used to discuss foil characters. Does anyone know what foil characters are? Yeah, what is, what's a foil character? Um, it's Sorry. a character that's used to compare one character to the other. Right. If you have two foil characters, so they're, they sort of start out from the same place, but then they split, and you can compare the two of them. And so Esau and Yaakov would be perfect foil characters. They were born not only from the same mother, but from the same womb. They were womb-mates. And they had, um, and then all of a sudden what happened was that, you know, they, one goes to one direction, but the end of one direction, the other one goes to the end of the other direction. And here is what's interesting about that. When the Torah wants to tell us about how divergent their paths become, each and every one of them is mugdar, is, uh, is described, Esav was an ish sada, he was a man of the field, he was a, a person who sat in the tents, and Mepharish Rashi ish sada, ish Batel. What is an Ish Sada? An Ish Sada means a man that basically has nothing to do all day. He's like a bum. He has no, he just doesn't do anything all day. That's what Esav symbolizes. Okay, that's what an Ish Sada is. He goes hunting and stuff, but that's just because he's bored. He's got nothing better to do. But he doesn't need to do it. He just has nothing to do. He's an Ish Batel.
Is that how the Tyro should describe Esau? If I was describing Esau, use more like colorful terminology. Esau was like the, uh, the arch, you know, the, he, was the, uh, he was the nemesis of Yaakov. He was, uh, he was a Reitzeach, and he was a Naif, and he was all, all the most terrible things. We describe as an Ishbatol. Is that the great, is that the best way to to characterize who Asa was? He was a let's say I tell you um, I don't know you take a really evil type of person and I say to um, I don't know who's really evil Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. I don't know who that is, but okay, I do. Sorry, but okay. So okay, let's say Genghis Khan. Instead of telling me that he was uh, what are you doing? He's mass murder. Tyrant conqueror, a really bad person. I say, you know what Genghis Khan was? He was unemployed. So unemployed, unemployed. Like that. That's the best you could do. Can you give me a little bit more? He was an ish bottle. Ace of you want to describe how bad he was, and you tell me that he's a guy that just really didn't. He wasn't able to hold down a job. It should have said. The Esav Ish Ish Naif Esav was a Reitzayach. What are you telling me that is Ish Batol? The Chen Yakov the Chizu Haisa Kol Malase Shei Bacher Yeshiva. He was the way you're describing Yakov is an Ish Tam Yeshiva. It sounds like he's a nice Yeshiva Bacher. Don't get me wrong; it's a very chashuv thing to be Yeshiva Bacher. But the Yashulam Balei Tar Vlam Le Maskenes Eitzim Tekusa VeChasidus Le Vaflagos Tarase. He was a tar. He was a tzaddik. If you if you if you take um, I don't know who's a who's a big tzaddik. Um, give me a big tzaddik. No, <laughs> that was an easy one. Um, let's say the Chavetz Chaim. Okay, and I you ask me to describe in two words the Chavetz Chaim, and I say he was a uh, he was a yeshiva bacher. Okay, now yeshiva bacher are great. But is that the best you could do to describe the Chavetz Chaim? Yaakovin, you couldn't come up with any other way of characterizing Yaakovin but in Ishtam Yeshev Ahalam, he sat in the tents. He was a tzaddik, he was a tar, he was a kaddish, he was an anav, he was, a, he was basically he's the Bechir Shabbat. Say, say something like, give me some real Gishmaka, you know, Milas about Yaakovin. Give me some really good, you know, trash on Esav. What are you, you're, you're, you're making everything so bland. Asa was unemployed and Yaakov was Yeshiva Bachar. That's not good enough. That's not, if you were a writer, I'd give you an F on your, on your paper. That you have to make it, you know, make it geschmack, like make it, build up the foil character. So Rapink is obviously getting to something and what he's saying I think is going to be very, very important for us to listen to. Ela Mashma, before we see the answer, let me, let me see if you were a Pincus, what would you answer? You see that he's going somewhere, but I'm curious if anyone could, could like think ahead of him and try to... Try, yeah. Fabrication is confused why Rosh's characterization of him is not his actual character, not the way he actually acted. No, he, he is. He, Rashi's not... Do, he, Rashi's not incorrect. The question is, like, what's Rashi's point? Is that the best? Is that the if that is that? Isn't there? A, wouldn't there be a better way of like painting Esav and painting Yaakov? It's like, like you know, right. no. Maybe Rashi's trying to get to like the essence of their problems, not like what they actually did those wrong. Like maybe the excellent. Noam hit the nail on that. What Rapinkus is going to say is that Rashi 
and, and by extension, really, the Torah, Rashi is just explaining the Psukim, but that this is the essence. If you want to get to the, where did everything happen? Where did Yaakov become Yaakov from? And where did Asa become Asa? What was the, what was the root cause of Asa's development? How did he become this bad guy? You know, sometimes you have like these, uh, you know, you want to know, like, when did all this happen? Is somebody really bad? So they want to figure out, like, what was the turning point in his life that he went this, that, that, that things went bad for him? Or when somebody is a big tzaddik, you want to know, okay, what, like, what inspired him to be that tzaddik? That's what Rapinkas is saying the Psukim are, are really alluding to over here. This isn't just some tangential, you know, non-important uh, information that the Torah is giving us. The Torah is going, taking like a hydraulic drill and trying to drill down to the core of what the difference between these two personalities were. Be'elu advaram t'munim hi, si harishos, shala acha echad, the depth of rishos of one brother, v'siat tzikah shala chasheni, ish ladarakai pana, they both went in their own directions, but what was the turning point? What was the reason that all this broke? Why did they, why did their paths go so divergent? You know why Esau became so bad? You know why he was a naive and he was a right tzayach, he was a murderer, and he was a, a thief, and he was a, he did everything bad. You know where, where it started from? It started from the fact that he was an ishbatel. What is an ishbatel? An ishbatel doesn't mean that I just happen to have gotten fired, I don't have a job. Ishbatel means like I don't like to do any work. I like basically everything to be easy. I like my life to be as chilled as possible. I don't want any responsibility. Ir pera adam yulad. Ha'adam mitivahu pera. A man, if he left to his own devices, a man is wild. He don't, he, and he could do anything bad. If a person is, is, you know, if a person is let loose and he's not lazy and he has an active imagination, he has a, he wants, you watch out. If a guy wants to, you know, like do crazy stuff, he'll do crazy stuff. There's no stopping him. The reason why we don't do crazy stuff, it, even though sometimes we might think about doing crazy stuff, is because either you know we're, we're, we have good chinuch, we don't want to disappoint our parents, our abeim, ourselves, we, we feel too guilty, or we know it's wrong, Hashem would be upset with us, whatever it is, but we have a lot of cheshbainis. A person, but a person without all of those cheshbainis, let's say a person has no chinuch, he has a terrible relation with his parents, he doesn't believe in God, then a person could do anything that he wants. I'm sure we all know people that, like, just they, they just gave it all up and they did crazy, the craziest things, right? Because that's what a person without anything holding them back potentially could be. Ki yetzer levadam ramina urav. A person has a yetzer, has a, this um, yetzahara, and it's bad from his youth. It's like a field. If you're not constantly doing stuff to it, it's going to grow wild. It's going to grow thorns and thistles. 
Anything bad will grow. That's what man is. If a person has some extra time, you know what the root of all evil is? Too much free time. That's why when you're in yeshiva, it's a blessing. You know, it's not just a blessing because you happen to be learning and you, uh, you have a good chavrusa and you have a good rabbi and a good mashkiach and everything is going great. That's part of it. But the, the biggest bracha of being in yeshiva is that you're kept very, very, very busy. You have a, a morning seder, you have a night seder, you have vaden, you have shmuzen, you have shir kloli, you have English, you have college, you have tests, you have midterms, and you're saying, I can't take the pressure, it's crazy, it's killing me, this stuff. Yes, it's very difficult, but it's a blessing. You want it this way. You want to have a very full calendar, a very full schedule, because look at what happens to us, many of us, in the summer, or Ben Azmanim, right? You have uh, intercessions coming up, right? How long is that? Two and a half, three weeks? Two weeks, is it? It used to be, I thought it was longer, okay. Okay, it's two weeks, right? So two weeks is already not so terrible. But in the summer, you have like three months, right? The summer is the worst. The summer is, unless you're very busy, unless you get a job and, uh, you know, a real job and you're busy all day or you have a real, you're in a summer kailal and you're doing that all day, you have a, you're a counselor in camp, you're a, unless you're working really, really hard, if you're just, if you, what you're doing this summer is chilling, and holding down the couch, if that's your whole tafkid for the summer, then it's a very, very bad idea. And I, have, I, I always reiterate this, and I guess now is really a good time to talk about it because I normally talk about this right before the summer when it's too late. So now I'm telling you that you're probably beginning maybe to think about what you're going to do this summer, and you should make very good summer plans um, because if you're busy in the summer, it's going to be a very good summer. It could mean you're going to school, preferably not a co-ed school, but like a Turo type of school or, uh, or online or something, and keep exceedingly busy, because if you're, if you just, you're home and you have nothing to do all day, that is going to be a very, very bad idea. So We know what happens to us in the summer or whenever we have too much free time. It's not good. Okay, that's what man is all about. If you have extra time, then what are we going to do? We're going to be watching movies and internet and on our phones and, and just doing nothing. And it's really, really, it just will go from bad to worse. Let's look at the other side. Yaakov was busy being a masmid. He had tremendous hasmada. And that's how he was to the highest of madregas, of highest levels. This isn't only about the general direction of your life, that I want to always be busy, I don't want to, by the way, retirement. I know it's a little early to discuss retirement, but... Isn't the American dream to retire like in a couple of years from now and, and just sit poolside and, you know, sipping a pina colada while you're uh, reading the Wall Street Journal and, you know, reviewing your investments? That's what everybody thinks. Great. Like, that's what I want. I want to retire really young. So if you're retiring young, that's your dream because you want to go back to Kailal and you want to learn three stars a day. Okay, great. But if you're retiring young just to do nothing, 
that is the biggest curse. I don't think a person should really ever retire. If I, uh, I hope I daven every day came out that I want to be able to live a you know life and never have to retire. So you're stuck with me as mashgiach forever. Um, but um, you don't want to retire. Why, why would a person want to retire and do what? Sit in Boca and 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 do what? Like oversee the pool guy all day? Like what? Like you know what are you doing all day? So that's true. It's true for the general, you know, life of a person. You should always be busy with good stuff. Always be busy. Find a job, find a career that you love doing. Very, very important. Don't look only for money. Money is important, but don't, but try to find something you really, really enjoy. If you don't enjoy doing anything, then, then, then go for the money. But if you, if you, uh, but if you, um, or, or it's meaningful. But if you have something that you enjoy, let's say you love, uh, I don't know, you love math, so you love being an actuary, okay? So that's great. If you, something that you feel is you, something you feel you enjoy doing. You want to do medicine, you want to do, uh, be a PA, you want to be a Rebbe, you want to be a Rub, you want to be a uh, whatever. But find something when you're looking for a career, find something that you enjoy and something that you don't want to give up. I always tell my kids, if I would win the lottery... Right, so then you know what would everybody do if they when they they would quit their job and like go and you know move down south somewhere? I would not quit. My, I would do the same exact thing that I do because I love what I do, Baruch Hashem. And I, you know, if I'd have the lottery, then everything would. Be, if I'd win the lottery, then you know I'd be able to pay my bills and and do things that are you know that that I, you know that I would like to do. That's you know that maybe I can't do. I'm limited from doing, but I love what I do. I don't want to retire. I'm not looking, I'm not trying to win a lottery or trying to like get wealthy because I want to give up what I do. I love what I do. I just want to, it's just, you know, you want to pay some more bills. That's the type of job that you should be looking for. And not that you're, I can't wait to retire. I hate this job. I hate this job. And I, I'm just doing it. That's not, if you have to do it, you have to do it. I'm not saying that that's, you know, that you should, you should not be employed because you don't, you couldn't find anything you like. You should always find employment. But when right now you're in college and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for, for the better part of your life, try to find something that really appeals to you. So, but not only the general sweep of your life should you, uh, you know, be busy always and be productive. Your day, when you come home at night, Let's say you have that job now. You're working as an accountant and you come back home at, I don't know, 6 o'clock and now you ate supper and you're Davin Mayrev. Now you have from, you know, now it's 8.30. What are you doing at 8.30? From 8.30 till you go to sleep at night. So what a lot of people do is they say, okay, this is, this is my time. It's my free time. I, I work today. Now I want to I wanna chill. I want to do what I want to do. During those hours, he's called an Ish Sada, like Esav, Ish Batal. What did Rashi say in Ish Sada? He's a man of the field. Man of the field means you have nothing to do. You're, 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 you're just, you're, your calendar is empty. And when your calendar is empty, when you have no, when you have like an hour or three hours blocked off as your time, that's extremely dangerous. Like Cain, what should you, what should I do at night? 
go to night seder, I have a chavrusa, or I go to a shtafiyai mishir, v'chal ashay shal yayma v'leilai, menutzalos v'meleis ad shayokli. I can basically identify every hour of my day. From the time that I wake up, I go to an early morning shear, let's say, and then I, I, or I give a shear, and then I daven, and then I eat breakfast, then I go to work, and then I, I come home, I have, uh, I have supper with my family, I go to Nightset, I have a chavrusa, and then I come home at, at 10.30 after Marv, and I'm exhausted, I plop into bed. That's a good day. That's a good day. You're not an ish bottle. You're not a person that's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Now. What are you doing now? I don't know. A person should never say, I don't know. The person that says, I don't know, means they're going back to the dorm and they're playing video games the whole night. And, and that's, that's, an, that's Esav, that's an Ish Sada. person has to always be busy. Now is time for me to go to bed. Now is time for me to eat. Everything has to be mesudar. There's no time that I'm just like bottle. Okay, I'm tired. I'm nothing to do. I'll go to sleep. That's not how life should be. When you're not doing your business, you should be busy with learning, with davening, with sleeping. Sleeping is also important, but everything has to be mesudar. And if you could do that, that's what yeshiva is. By the way, yeshiva is it's a place that you have starim. Look at what yeshiva does for us. It gives us perfect structure. You wake up in the morning. You, you wake up. You go to the daf, of course. Then you go to davening at 7.45. And then you go to... Then there's breakfast being served upstairs on the fourth floor. And then you come down. And there's first seder. And then there's lunch. And then there's uh, shir. And then there's mincha. And that, isn't that beautiful? To have your whole day organized so nicely that you don't even have to think what I'm doing. Oh, it's, it's 3.30, that means I have to go to my college class. It's, it's 8.30, I have to go to night seder. And this is something that a person should... Tr- that's Yaakovin. Yaakovin was, in, it was a yeshiva bacher. That yesh- that, that's the greatest compliment because that's what a person should be his whole life. Halavai, we should all be eulogized after 120 years that he was always a yeshiva bacher. What does that mean? Means that I always had starim. I always I was learning and I was davening on time and I was going to night seder and I was going. That's a beautiful thing. A person and there are people like that. We know that there are many communities that are you know you go to their base medrash, their shuls at night. It's packed. It's like it's like a real base medrash. Like for Balabatim that are you know they they have every excuse in the world to stay home. They're they're tired. They were on the train today and they had business meetings and they had pressures and this and they want to come home. They want to chill. They want to watch a movie. They want to, I don't know, surf the internet for a couple of hours. They want to, but instead they go after, after supper, they go running to, back to a shear. Unbelievable. These are, these are mamish superheroes. They dive in my They come home, they're tired. They're, I'm sure their wife would want them to schmooze them more. And their kids want them to do this. And they, but this is, that's, that's Yaakov. Yaakov, you know, never had, there's no time to waste. There's no such thing as he was bottle. He had a block of time. This is my time. No, no, no. Every single moment was Masudar for something. Esav on the other is Ishsadah, nothing. There's no, and that is the, uh, that's, that's the worst thing that a person, a person could be, is when a person has no responsibilities, nothing to do, um, you know, that's when all, all trouble starts, all problems start from, uh, from when a person has, 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 has too much time on his hands. It's the most, in the summers, Ben Astarim, Ben Azmanim, 
Um, you know, it's really, really not good when a person has too much time in his hands. You want to be busy. A lot of women, they don't want to work, right? But it's, uh, it's good for them to work just because they're not working. They're, they're just, what are they doing all day? They're just home all day. They're shopping. They're this and that. It's not a, it's not a, you need something to do. It's important. If you're, if you're a mother, you're bringing up children, that's something to do. But if you're not doing that, then you, you should be doing something. Everybody should be constantly, constantly busy. If a person's not busy, then that is, that is a, a terrible, terrible thing. And that's the, that's the difference between Esav and Yaakov. Esav was an Ishzada, Ishzada and Bata. Yes, he was a Reitzayach, he was a knife. You know why? Because he had so much time that he, he had the ability to be a knife. It takes time to be a knife. It takes time to, you have to find a, a woman, an Eshesish, you have to, you know, schmooze with her, you have to have, who has time for that? I think the Kotsky used to say that I'm not expecting my Hasidim to be, uh, to never do an Avera. You can't expect that from people. We're human beings. He says, but I do expect from them that they should be so busy that they don't have a chance to do an Avera. To do an Avera, we all have eight Sahara, but if I'm very busy, I can't write... If a person, let's say, tonight, let's say you have a, a big midterm to study for tonight, okay, and you know that you didn't study, you're cramming, you're going to put an all-nighter because you know that tomorrow there's going to be a huge test. If you don't do well on that test, then you're not going to get into your graduate school. You're not going to... Are you going to be able to, in the, you know, at any point during the night, uh, watch a movie or look at something that you're not supposed to be looking at or read something that... No, because... I need to study. I'm busy. I, I don't have that. I don't have that freedom. Who has the freedom to do that? When you, when you know, it's Matzai Shabbos and it's the summer and I nothing to do and whatever. So now, you know, I, I got time. Time leads to terrible things. Too much time. Time is a great blessing, but it's only a blessing if you mama squeeze out every second of time. But if it's it's just time to be wasted, then you're killing time and you're killing yourself because. It's impossible for a person to not become an Esav, to not become a Reitzach. You, you want to know the root cause. If you see somebody that went off the derech, somebody that's really, uh, you know, he's, he's doing terrible Averis or whatever, he probably has too much of two things. He has too much time and too much money. People are dying, I want to win the lottery. No, you don't want to win the lottery. If you have too much money and then you quit your job, you have too much time, it's the end of you. You're, you're, you're going to have no life. And this is documented. Every spoken about this many times, that people that win the lottery after a couple of months or definitely a couple of years, their whole life is, is a disaster. They get divorced from their wife and they have no friends. They don't trust anybody. They're on drugs. They kill themselves. Terrible, terrible story. They, and at the end, they have, no, they have no money left. How do you, how do you blow $100 million? They figured out a way to do it. But... So many people, they're interviewed, they say, like, you know, if, if I could do one thing over again, I would rip up that lottery ticket before I cashed it, before I cashed it in. It's, it was the worst thing that happened to me. So we have to be careful about what we daven for. We have to daven to have a, a real uh, meaningful life, to have a life of meaning, to have a life of purpose, and to be busy. It's the greatest blessing to be busy. If you're busy and you're building and you're aspiring and you're, and you're working hard and you're, you're never you know, settling for mediocrity, you're the most blessed person in the world. You're lucky. If you're just like you have too much time and you're just like going on vacations all day and, and doing nothing, that is, 
That's Esav. Esav became what he became because he had way too much time. And so this is something that is so vital for us to remember. And again, like now is a good time. We're planning, uh, we should be planning our intercession. Intercession is two weeks of, of what? Of Batal. There are guys in Yeshiva, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they used to go uh, during intercession, they would go like to Lakewood to learn for a couple of weeks. Or they would go, uh, or you go on a ski trip or something. But go with friends, like plan something, Gishmak, and be busy. If you're going home and you're just going to like sit and veg for two weeks, it's a terrible, terrible thing. We know it's terrible. In, in the summer, for sure it's terrible. The busier you are, the more you can literally break up. I remember years ago, there was a Talmud of mine, he, he still dives in Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Um, about 20 years ago, he comes to me with a, with a piece of graph paper, you know, like very small graph paper. He's, and he broke up his day in five-minute intervals on the side of the page, you know, 9, 05, 9 o'clock to 9.05, 9.05, 9.05, 9.05. And, and he said, okay, Rabbi, I want you to tell me what I should be doing at every five-minute interval. You know, well, you know, there are blocks of time of, you know, first seder, night seder, collar. But, like, he wanted to break up, and it, it sounds like a little bit extreme, and it is, but at least he had the right idea. You have to make sure that every, every interval is accounted for because that's the greatest way of of really um, maximizing your potential in life. And more importantly than, you know, getting great at things, you know, becoming, it's that you're staying out of trouble. There's a surmeran asetayv. It's one thing to do great things with your life, and that's very important, but it's also important to prevent yourself from slipping in life. And if you're busy, chances are you're not going to have time to do too many bad things. You'll have, you'll, there's always time, but hopefully it'll be good. And um, and if you're not busy, then um, then then the then Asav is the uh, is is the potential that a person has. Okay,